Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to another episode of Know Your Enemy. If you are watching us live on YouTube, you probably don't understand what you are seeing right now. If you are listening on our podcast, you're probably wondering, why am I hearing this voice again? I am Dave Schofield, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I am filling in tonight for for Deputy Editor Michael Beck, who was unable uh, to go tonight. I didn't ask why. Someone else knows why. I'm on a need-to-know basis. I don't need to know. But it's okay, because the talent is here. Jeffrey Benedict, as always. How are you doing tonight, Jeffrey? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm excited for this week. Uh, The Steelers are undefeated. you got to be excited every week. Yeah. And... And of course, it wouldn't be know your enemy unless we had someone representing the Dallas Cowboys. So we have with us tonight RJ Ochoa. He is the editor of Blogging the Boys, the SB Nation site for the Dallas Cowboys. RJ, how's it going down in Texas? It's going great, guys. It's great to be with you. Um, you know, obviously uh, a contentious rivalry, the Cowboys and Steelers. Um, I wish it was uh, a game that would live up to that uh, this particular week, but, um, you know, it is what it is. It's always exciting. Um, There's a lot of narratives going around about the last time the Steelers were in this building when Mike McCarthy was on the opposite sideline. Uh, Not one of your fonder memories, I'm sure. Uh, But but all is well. I mean, you know how it is. Um, You guys uh, experienced a season just like this a year ago. And so uh, we're making lemonade as best as we can right now. But, But hope all is well with you and your families. Yeah, you you are diving right into the very first thing I was going to mention, and that is how do the 2020 Dallas Cowboys 
compared to the 2019 Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, two-storied franchises, and here they are kind of dealing with similar things a season apart. Well, um, you know, um, let, let me say this, and, and I think this will make sense for the entirety of our conversation. I'm, so I'm 31 years old. I don't, I don't hate the Steelers like, you know, maybe my dad does or, um, you know, some of my uncles or things like that. I, I have a, a respect for the Steelers, obviously. Uh, Mike Tomlin's been the head coach for a lot of um, my impressionable life. And so I really, you know, I'm a big fan of the Steelers um, as a franchise. And so I, I think, you know, in terms of how the 2020 Cowboys line up with last year's Steelers team, I, I certainly get the similarities on paper, right? And obviously losing your, your starting quarterback, the center of your franchise, et cetera. Um, but I, I don't think they're that comparable in that, what I respect about the Steelers is that Mike Tomlin always finds a way to get it done. And last year's Steelers were in the mix and really gritted it out. And that is a mentality and a disposition that has been really absent within the Dallas Cowboys. You know, a lot of people have equated this Cowboys season to the Cowboys season of 2015, um, which is when Tony Romo went down after week three um, in, in the state of Pennsylvania, incidentally, when the Cowboys were visiting uh, the, the Eagles actually week two. And Tony Romo missed 12 games that year, and the Cowboys went 1-11 in them. And that really kind of highlighted the franchise's inefficiencies in operating without the most important player on your team. And it's obviously very difficult, as you well know, but uh, it's something the Cowboys haven't been able to do. And it's ironic that Cowboys fans are, are still somehow ungrateful for their franchise quarterback, at least a sector of them. Um, but so, yeah, in that respect, I don't I don't think the teams are that similar just because I think the Steelers are better. I think they're more well coached and I think their players are are more capable of digging in or whatever you want to call it to um, to be able to kind of have that self pride that we haven't seen from the Cowboys in a long time. All right, Jeffrey, I'm going to set you up with like a really shallow question, and that is, <laughs> do you hate the Cowboys as a Steeler fan? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't. I was born. I was born in 1979. I don't remember the real days of the rivalry. Uh, I do remember the 1995 team, that matchup in the Super Bowl. But that was more just, you know, the Steelers. The Steelers were overmatched. Somehow, still stayed in the game and managed to just screw it up horribly by the person who still to this day is not spoken of (laughs) in the city. That that is true. I mean, so. I was I I was born in '78, so I guess I'm the old guy here. I never <laughs> I really had a problem with the Cowboys as much as what drives me nuts is the Cowboys fans around sure. my area. <laughs> I'm like, oh, the Cowboys. I'm like, why do you like the Cowboys? Uh, are you from Texas? No. Have you ever been to Texas? No. What would you? You know why? Because they were good in the early 90s and they were bandwagon fans. And what's crazy is I actually live in the greater Washington area of the D.C. area. So therefore, that's a pretty decent rivalry around with people that that I'm here with. I've actually been to a, well, at the time it was Redskins. I guess now I should say football team and Cowboys game. It was a, in, the only reason I went was a, was a friend of mine needed someone that had a four-wheel drive vehicle because it was an ice storm. Mm. And it was, well, I think the final score was 22 or 23 to nothing Cowboys. And there was nobody in the stadium. And and, and I just, I went because being a football fan, I'm like, I'll go watch a game. So I had that experience. But this, these teams only meet every four years. 
So there's a lot of history there, but at the same time, it's not recent history. These two teams have not been, I mean, it was the 95 season and Super Bowl 1996 is the last time these two teams were both really relevant at the same time. So I don't think that there's that much there, but I will tell you this as a season ticket holder, uh, the, when the Cowboys came to town four years ago, my goodness, was I foolish because I probably, I mean, <laughs> I probably could have sold my tickets for so much more than what they went for. Uh, but I, I, I digress. So RJ, the quarterback situation, you knew this was coming. All right. I, is it going to be quarterback number four or is it going to be quarterback number five that you think is going to be calling the signals here on, on Sunday? Uh, well, um, first of all, I think it's a really interesting point. You mentioned the, the 2016 game between the two teams. That was the last game uh, before, if you remember, Tony Romo's football is a meritocracy speech. Uh, it was that win, which was a very, very, you know, pivotal win for that Cowboys team, that 35 to 30 win. Um, that kind of, you know, was the point of no return for Jason Garrett in terms of starting back Prescott for, you know, really, you know, where we are now or to where we are now. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, so the Cowboys have obviously started Dak Prescott and started Andy Dalton, um, who was concussed incidentally in Washington, you mentioned, uh, and now on the COVID list. Um, the Cowboys started Ben DiNucci, who's from the Pittsburgh area, um, was, was coached by Mike McCarthy's uh, late brother, I believe. And um, so this is whoever it is, is going to be number four. And there is some debate, if you want to call it that, as to whether it's going to be Garrett Gilbert, who um, a lot of college football fans know came in for Colt McCoy in the national championship against Alabama. He was also the quarterback of the Orlando Apollos in the Alliance of American football. Um, so Garrett Gilbert kind of seems to have the, the favorite um, sort of the, the, I don't want to say the betting line is on Gary Gilbert, but it does seem like that's where it's going to be. The other option for the Cowboys is Cooper Rush, um, who actually was an undrafted free agent that joined the team in 2017 and beat out what is now the Cowboys offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, for the right to be Dak Prescott's backup. He was Dak's backup all up until this offseason when the Cowboys landed Andy Dalton and uh, released Cooper. He had a cup of coffee with his former offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett, and the New York Giants before he became available. Um, and so, you know, uh, Ben DiNucci did not play well last week. Uh, I don't think any rookie seventh rounder would um, in, in week eight of his first year in the NFL in, in the unique season that this is. And so I think it'll be Garrett Gilbert, but um, I, I don't think whoever it is uh, that they will stand much of a chance. Although uh, the last time Garrett Gilbert played a professional football game, a team involved did leave that field with a seven and one record, which um, you know is technically possible, I suppose, uh, this Sunday against the Steelers. Uh, but, um, but but obviously, um, you know, it feels incredibly unlikely. But I do think it'll be Garrett Gilbert. Um, the Cowboys are on a bye next week, so it's hard to know when they'll. You know, Andy Dalton will be seen again, maybe two weeks from now, the Sunday before Thanksgiving. But uh, number four on the season, which is uh, about as painful as uh, as it sounds, unfortunately. All right, I'm, I'm going to ask you a follow-up because I'm going to want Jeffrey to answer the same thing. Do you think that the whole not starting Ben DiNucci has to do with going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense? Do you do you think that they're – I think I heard Coach McCarthy say something about, you know, he's a young guy and really struggled and almost made it seem like he didn't want to set him up for failure. But what what's was it that he played that poorly, or what do you think? Why do you think they're ultimately moving on? 
I think it's a variety of factors that, that are really maybe just cousins of the same one. Um, you know, I, I think it's worth mentioning for, you know, for, for the purposes of, of Ben DiNucci that Jerry Jones um, appears uh, twice on the radio every week, uh, 105 through the fan, uh, which is a very unique situation to the Dallas Cowboys, obviously. And in his Tuesday morning appearance, um, I don't want to say trashed Ben DiNucci, but was, <laughs> was very blunt uh, and said that he wasn't ready. And so that, that happened to be the morning of the day that it was reported that Andy Dalton was placed on the COVID list. And so I, I do think it would be difficult for the franchise to, to go back to Ben DiNucci after Jerry Jones kind of publicly, um, you know, had those words to say about him. I, I think it's that. I also think um, I, I don't I don't think the Cowboys by any means believe they can win on Sunday. But um, I and I was a fan personally of going with Ben DiNucci last week just just because, you know, Garrett Gilbert, Cooper Rush, I mean, they have no long-term future with the Cowboys. And, and perhaps Ben DiNucci is, is the backup quarterback of the future. Those reps are valuable. How often do you get a chance? I mean, I'm sure you felt similarly about Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges a year ago. Um, and so I, I do think, though, that you're at a point, given how badly he played, that you're doing more harm than good. Uh, especially, I mean, you know, sort of th this would be a baptism by fire against the Steelers specifically. And so um, I also think, you know, Ben DiNucci's play isn't allowing any of your other players to get any experience. You know, I, I, one of the, the things you have to do at this point, if you're the Cowboys, in terms of looking towards the future, you have to get CeeDee Lamb, you know, some some live game action. And that's just not going to happen with Ben DiNucci as his quarterback. So I think you have you have to put all your eggs in, in particular baskets. And, and Ben DiNucci, unfortunately, doesn't let that happen. Jeffrey, what are your thoughts here on the Cowboys quarterback situation and can you draw some comparisons to what Sealer fans went with with went through with Mace Rudolph and Duck Hodges last year? Well, I, th I think the Steeler fans can all remember, you know, Devlin Hodges mm. against the New York Jets and against the Baltimore Ravens at the end of the year. Uh when they put Mason Rudolph back in, we were like, wait, we can't, we can't, <laughs> we can't just throw games like this. Um and the difference with De Devlin Hodges is Devlin Hodges isn't someone the Steelers have investment in. Mm -hmm. So they could kind of leave him out there and be like, you know what, kid, you're you're going to take your lumps and we're going to lose this game. But that's all we have. <laughs> that's that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, whereas with the Cowboys, the Cowboys are like, you know, we have something invested in this kid. We want to keep him around. So it makes sense to bring in some people. It makes sense to bring in, throw some veteran retread people there that are hanging on. They're, they're hanging on to a football career. They want a chance to get into a game. Let them get in there. You don't have a lot of investment in them, and you see what they can do. Let them show what they can do. You know, give them a chance. Yeah, I, I'm actually a little bit concerned about this because um, I, I said it on my on the show that I do with my brother last night. Is I'm like, um, <laughs> how did I phrase that? Um, hey, Steelers, don't let the Cowboys duck you up. <laughs> um, yeah. In other words, you know, sometimes you get that new fresh guy coming in. And how many times is it a glory story of, oh, my goodness, Don, someone you've never heard of comes in and takes down this great team? I mean, it would be a fantastic story. Don't be on the other side of that story is the one thing that the Steelers are looking for. And then the question is, I'm going to bring this up because we have a super chat from uh, Sean Manahan. He puts $2 into the tip jar for us. Thank you, Sean. And he wants to know this from RJ. Do you <laughs> want to win on Sunday or you want to tank for Trevor? <laughs> um. So, um, you know, that I, I, I take, I hesitate because, uh, tw Twitter is, is a muck with, uh, all sorts of, yeah. um, opinions on Trevor Lawrence or, 
um, a variety of other players um, performing well at the collegiate level. And I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Dak Prescott. And I don't know that you'll find a bigger Dak Prescott fan than me. And I, I think it, it, this whole situation has been incredibly botched by the Cowboys in terms of not paying Dak. I think they should have paid Dak two years ago when he first became eligible. I, I, I mean, the, the number of quarterbacks they've allowed to get extensions to, you know, raise his market value. They allowed Jared Goff and Carson Wentz and Pat Mahomes. And next offseason, Lamar Jackson is eligible for a contract extension. So is Josh Allen. I mean, all these players are, are going to raise the market value of the quarterback position. And uh, something a lot of people don't get is, you know, because you get your people like you can't pay Dak what, what Russell Wilson's getting. Yeah, OK, well, you know, if you want a 2021 Honda Civic, I mean, you know, you got to pay what that's worth, you know, and that's yeah. that's the reality of it. And um, not that Tech is a Honda Civic by any means. And so I, I just, um, I don't, I'm not a fan of, of starting over in that regard. I'm sure Trevor Lawrence will be an excellent professional, but, but the Cowboys have already found a franchise quarterback. They stumbled yes. into him. Um, you know, if, if people, if Steelers fans run aware in 2016, the Cowboys tried to trade back up into the first round to draft Paxton Lynch. Uh, in the fourth round, they tried to draft Connor Cook. Um, you know, Dak Prescott was in many ways a settlement for them, and they only played him because Tony Romo got hurt and Kellen Moore broke his ankle, ironically. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm not a fan of um, casting a net into the ocean, however wide the Trevor Lawrence net might be. That being said, um, while I, I'm certainly a fan of, of the Cowboys winning games and it's fun, winning does no good at this point and you know I, I, I congratulations to the eagles if they're the nfc east victors i don't consider losing to the saints in, in the wild card round some sort of prize um or or if it's if it's the bears whoever it may be um but 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 the cowboys are in dramatic need of, of elite help and the last time the cowboys naturally were in the top five picks of an nfl draft they, they took a running back and that's obviously not the best usage of that resource. And so I'm, I'm definitely a fan of losing organically, um, albeit I, I certainly would love to see experience, um, not just for the players, but but for Mike McCarthy and his staff. I mean, this is these are rough waters in a lot of ways, um, but, but especially in the football sense of it all. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey, as a Steelers fan and just an overall NFL fan, what what are your feelings? What do you th- about that Prescott and how the Cowboys, you know, should handle that situation and what do they have with him? I really like Dak Prescott as well. Um, he's one of those guys that's shown he knows how to play. He he doesn't have he's he's not a guy who sits there and, and just like looks the part of a quarterback. You don't sit there and see him go through a throwing motion and be like, oh wow, look at that ball he threw. But he makes smart decision. He's a good player. Um, I actually have a I have a stat I wanted to highlight for Steelers fans in this game. Here we go. Uh, to show just how well Dak Prescott was playing to start this season. Uh, when when Dallas's defense was was pretty terrible, um, in this game the Steelers have you know four good receivers. But if you if you add the Steelers and the Cowboys rosters together, if you just consider all the players in this game and you take their receiving yards per game, the Cowboys with three games having been played by these backup quarterbacks, including some absolutely terrible quarterback play, have the three receivers averaging the most yards per game, three. All three of their their top three guys are all ahead of everyone on the Steelers. The number one re- tight end in the game for yards per game receiving is a Cowboy. And the number one running back for yards per game receiving is a Cowboy. Hmm. Like, And that's based off what Dak Prescott did in five games. And those three other games have brought those numbers down, but not enough to even put them down to where we are right now with the Steelers passing game and Ben Roethlisberger. So – 
while Dak Prescott may not have the you know may not have the 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 clout in the media of being this this great quarterback, he puts up numbers and he he does a good job. You watch the film; he's a good quarterback. He really is, and so yeah. I I am a fan of Dak Prescott. Um, and I, I think the Cowboys are absolutely right to keep him. I think that's the smartest move. And if they if they happen to get a super high pick, I mean, goodness, you could trade that down. If, you, if you're in the range to actually get Trevor Lawrence, how much is that pick worth? Oh my goodness! Like, that, like really, you're you're right. You're exactly yeah. right. And I honestly, I really like Dak Prescott as well. I I think the Cowboys did make a mistake by not signing him. And, and it's funny because. You don't want to be left in a situation like the the Detroit Lions were several years ago, and they're like, "We're going to pay Matt Stafford so much money because what are we without him?" You know, and I mean, but he wasn't, in my opinion, you know, a a top of the league quarterback. Whenever he ended up getting paid, I think Dak Prescott now is better than what Stafford was at the time that he was. Uh, setting records with his deal. I highlighted some, some numbers from my Steeler stat geek show, which will be coming out uh, Thursday morning on our audio platform. And the Dallas Cowboys are still the number one passing offense in the NFL. When you, when you take into account yards per game, because not everyone's played the same amount of games, you know, you can't just say it's because they had the extra game, but that just goes to show you everything that they were doing when Dak was there, because, um, Dak went down against the Giants. They had 276 passing yards in that game. Since then, they went 247, 59, and 132. So with that play, that just goes to show you how much they were doing with Prescott. So the what, what that really comes down to now is, what about this defense? RJ... Are, are you surprised? Did, were you expecting more out of this Cowboys defense um, when the 2020 season started? Uh, you know, um, so so the Cowboys offensive line is in shambles. I, yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's a big reason why they have some, some offensive struggles as well. But obviously for so long, I think, you know, most NFL fans have known the Cowboys offensive line has, has sort of been the, the biggest strength of the team. Um, that, that's been up for a debate, I'd say, over the last year or so. Um, about circa 2018, there was some discussion that maybe the Cowboys linebackers were entering that discussion. That was Leighton Vanderish's rookie season, mm -hmm. and that was Jalen Smith's kind of coming out party. And so, okay, cool. Now you've got Leighton, you've got Jalen, you've got Sean Lee off the bench. Um, obviously a, a Pennsylvania guy in his own right. Um, and so, you know, there was a lot of hype around that. Entering this season, Pro Football Focus created the Cowboys linebackers as the second best linebacking group in the NFL. Um, outside of that, you know, there was a lot of hype about the Cowboys pass rush this year. Demarcus Lawrence is obviously a household name. Uh, the Cowboys signed, or excuse me, yeah, signed Everson Griffin, who they've already traded away this season uh, to the Detroit Lions. So you mentioned they had Alden Smith as a project. They had Randy Gregory as a hopeful. Um, so they, they had, you know, they had things to really like. Um, I, I thought the Cowboys pass rush would be solid, and that was not even factoring in getting anything legitimate out of Alden Smith. But obviously that happened, and, and not much else has it. Demarcus Lawrence doesn't have the sack numbers that a lot of elite pass rushers get. Um, you know, So he's, he's not as regarded as highly by Cowboys fans, but I'd still put him up there as the team's best defender. Um, but, but overall, I mean, you know, the Cowboys players have pointed a lot of fingers. There was anonymous, an anonymous report a few weeks ago, which I'm sure both of you saw, 
uh, about dissension between the players and the coaching staff. Mike mm -hmm. Nolan, uh, the former head coach of the 49ers, obviously has bounced around a, a few ways. A very close confidant of Mike McCarthy's is their defensive coordinator. And uh, a lot of players have said it's too complicated of a scheme and whatnot. And um, I, I don't want to strip away any, you know, detail or logic and, and just kind of rely on cliches. But the, the general consensus is that the Cowboys defense prior to last week really, you know, I mentioned it earlier, had no self-pride. Um, and I think that that is, that is a big difference between them and, and the Steelers of last year or even the Eagles teams of Doug Peterson's reign um, in that, you know, this is a group that, that has investments. DeMarcus Lawrence is a second-round pick. Jalen Smith is a second-round pick. Cheetah Bayouze, one of their cornerbacks, is a second-round pick. Jordan Lewis is a third-round pick. They, they paid Everson Griffin. They gave Jalen Smith a second contract. Leighton Vanders is obviously a first-round pick. And so they, they've, they've got those guys. And, yeah, there were some injuries. Obviously, Leighton Vanderish got hurt in the season opener. But, but more than that, I mean, this is just a group that, that doesn't respond well. And, and we've seen that at different times. Um, th this is a group that is, is certainly overrated and I think buys into that hype. Um, Chris Richard is, is a very well-known name, obviously part of the team that assembled the Legion of Boom in Seattle, was, was kind of the pseudo-Cowboys defensive coordinator a year ago. Um, there's some thought that he's missed, that that, that tenacity is, is missed, but, um, but the Cowboys defense did respond last week, I should say, should give them some credit, although part of that was that they got to go up against an Eagles offense that is struggling as well. But, uh, but overall, um, I, I think it's just a, a lack of passion. And, and their offense, to be totally fair, has not done them an enormous amount of favors. Uh, the Cowboys have turned the ball over on their own side of the field quite often. I would expect that to continue on Sunday. And, uh, you know, it, I think the Atlanta game is a really good example. I, everybody remembers uh, certainly the watermelon kick that, that ended that. But, uh, but early on in that game, the Cowboys coughed the ball up uh, twice uh, inside their own 30-yard line. And the Cowboys defense, you know, held actually, didn't allow touchdowns every time. Um, and, and that's a hard thing to do. But but overall, I think it's just an overrated group that is um, – Jalen Smith is, is the face, I think. And um, a lot of Cowboys fans have really had it with him. Um, he's a remarkable story, as, as every college football fan knows. Um, and the fact that we can even sit here and, you know, pick at his NFL playing is a miracle. Um, but but he is he's kind of the microcosm. He's this big face, big brand that the Cowboys have really invested a lot into um, that is just kind of an average to below average player at the absolute best. Yeah, it's I was surprised when I was looking at the numbers that the that the Cowboys defense is not that bad against the pass. It's that well, they're last in the of, league against a, the run. There's <laughs> not a lot of passing necessary. And I should mention, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, that oh, no, no. If, you, if you're unaware, um, every Cowboys fan in the world is so bitter that the team did not draft TJ Watt. He was a, a favorite of, of many Cowboys fans entering that draft. Um, and, and to make matters worse, the Cowboys drafted Taco Charlton. Um, so, you know, the, the Cowboys, the Cowboys message was that TJ's arms weren't long enough. Uh, they didn't see him play enough defensive end at Wisconsin. And so, um, you know, I, we've all been kind of waiting for this moment, right? Like the, the TJ Watt destroys the Cowboys game to, to prove the front office wrong. Um, unfortunately, if you're a fan of chaos, it's, it's not going to come in this, like this moment that it counts, you know, like everything's already terrible. Uh, but but that is that is a, a sort of underlying narrative to this game as well for a lot of Cowboys fans. That's really interesting because I always looked at TJ Watt as the guy that was passed over by 
Green Bay, who didn't take him and traded out of the out of the spot where they could have taken him. So, uh, Jeffrey, have you been able to do much film breakdown or anything of the Cowboys' uh, defense at all to kind of explain what you've seen about what the Steelers could, you know, maybe what they should be trying to attack or trying to do against that defense? Uh, there's, the Cowboys have some interesting things. I mostly looked at Philadelphia. I looked at their last game because their defense mm-hmm. actually played significantly better in that game. Um, I, I did notice Jalen Smith, yeah, he doesn't look like – he looks like he's there. He, he's moving a lot, but you're like, what are you actually doing? Like, are you, are you going to make a play? Or are you going to just run around a lot and watch? Um, I did notice an interesting thing that I think, I think could really explain a lot of their struggles against the run, looking at their snap count numbers, uh, because you've got – defensive ends uh playing like you're, you're playing like three defensive ends and one defensive tackle and really like like i understand the steelers have done that quite a bit with moving tj or bud back of the line and having them having them just be a, an extra defensive line blitzer but it's it's interesting to see the cowboys do it, it with their situ with how their how their players are aligned so i would say to that that the steelers generally do that out of innovation right and out of creativity um whereas the cowboys do that out of necessity or settlement um and and it should it should be said that the you know of of all i mean there are a number of injuries the cowboys have sustained today the day we're uh we're doing this um their, their punter it was announced chris jones is undergoing core muscle surgery on thursday so the cowboys are down a punter even um but um the the first injury of the season for the cowboys technically was gerald mccourt their biggest free agent signing and so they lost him for the year uh tristan hill was the team's second round pick a year ago when they didn't have the first rounder because they had traded it away from Amari cooper the season prior and a lot of people hated tristan hill had a really really underwhelming rookie year in 2019 but really came on strong hardly this year um, and, and honestly, was the team's best defensive tackle. Uh, the, the game against New York Giants when Dak Prescott was lost, Tristan Hill tore his ACL, uh, another you know unfortunate loss for the team. So the, the, the Cowboys are down there. They're two top defensive tackles. They're one of their top defensive tackles entering the year was was projected to be Dontari Poe, who they signed also in free agency. Uh, they released him last week because he'd been so underwhelming. And so they're down in, in terms of bodies. But a lot of it is. Uh, like Tyrone Crawford is a guy the Cowboys have, have floated inside and outside for years. They, they've never been able to find true success for him. Uh, he's been underwhelming at both. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's part of the reason is that they're, they're just so down, they're so beat up, and they don't have really any other options. Uh, it's just, just part of the, you know, the unfortunate season that they've had so far. I also wanted to ask you, uh, Chidobia Woozy, how big was his loss? On the team, uh, I noticed Jordan Lewis is getting a lot more action than he did last year. Uh, is, is that going to be a factor when he comes back that could really help this defense? You know, maybe maybe get up to being you know solid. You know, um, Cheeto is is probably the most athletic corner that the Cowboys have, um, and he's in a, he's in a contract here, just like Jordan Lewis and just like the the Cowboys' safety Xavier Woods. They were all drafted together in the draft that the Cowboys passed on TJ Watt. And so, I mean, you know, he's, I guess, their best corner. And so if they were to get him back, he would help. He would mitigate in that regard. Uh, Entering last week's game in Philadelphia, Cheeto actually had the team's only interception on the year. And it was in week one against the Rams. It was actually a play that that shouldn't have counted. Alden Smith grabbed a a whole lot of Jared Goff's face mask. But, But Trayvon Diggs had two interceptions himself. And 
I would honestly say that Trayvon Diggs is maybe not the team's best cornerback, but but certainly their most hopeful one. Um, and he's certainly somebody that's experiencing a baptism by fire himself. But but you hope that that those are learning experiences, and, and he'll sort of you know mold into to a great player, and and he'll become the guy the team needs uh, when it all counts in twenty twenty one and beyond. But um, I, I I suppose getting Cheeto back is helpful, but. Um, I, not to dodge the question, but the player the Cowboys truly miss is, is somebody they thought they could live without, and that's Byron Jones, who's playing extremely well for the Miami Dolphins. Um, you know, the, the Cowboys, uh, you, on, on the subject of interceptions, Byron Jones had one interception during his career with the Cowboys, and a lot of fans, uh, you know, harped on that. Why, why what are we going to miss with a corner that, that only has one interception? It's like, dude, this, this guy is an athletic marvel. Um, and he's proven it with Miami, and it's really impressive what that team and organization is doing as well. But, uh, but that that his his lack of presence is is very 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 felt. Okay. All right. Well, hey, we're we're just we're coming to the very end of the uh, part one of our show, so we're going to have RJ stick around for a little bit longer. I don't know. Um, I, I know you have other stuff that you need to do, but we're going to have a few more questions for you in part two before we sum this up. So if you're listening to us in audio form, make sure you get ready to click on that second part. If you're with us here on YouTube, don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a moment. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.